Unity. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quarm Life Sports Talk. We are live. I got my tea and honey, and we're ready to go. We got a lot of things to do this weekend. It's Pro Bowl weekend. Got Demery Lachey in the studio. Doug, and we do have a special guest as well, Doug. Who who do we have? It's my little man over here today. Little man? Little man, That's what you're going to call him? Okay. <laughs> now, I, I know his name. I thought you want to introduce him. All right, we got a little man, Jason, in here in the studio. We are live this Friday. You know the show. The show moves fast. We got a lot of topics. We'll probably get to one or two of them the way we do it. Yeah. We, we, we stay on one <laughs> and we go. One of the first things I do want to talk about is, uh, well, first, what you guys got going on this weekend? Because um, uh, I, I do, here's the sports we're going to talk about. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. We might talk some All-Star, which is nothing but a big, I don't, I'm not a real fan of All-Star games, and we do have the biggest one, one of the biggest oh, ones yeah. coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Pro Bowl is bigger, Pro Bowl All-Star is bigger than the um, NBA All-Star. No, it's nowhere close. Not I don't right think now, it's big. at least. Now, NFL, totally different ball game. Super Bowl, totally different ball game. But we have, I want to talk about Kobe. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Tom Brady and maybe the Patriots. Then we get into some other stuff around around the lead, around the different leads. Uh, you know, golf is here. Tiger Woods and, yeah, and he's the coming boys to are town. coming here. I'm yeah. going to be there like a little groupie uh, <laughs> right up in there. But what you guys got going on this week? You know what? I just found out I, uh, my mom actually knows someone. Yeah, she don't know too much, but she know enough where she actually got some PGA tickets. <laughs> oh, okay. She, she okay. want to pass them on my way for next week, next Friday, right? That's when. No, it start. Uh, Pro Am starts Wednesday, uh, okay. which is good. Pro Am is nothing serious. It, yeah. You walk around and you might have guys mm-hmm. like me playing with some of the pros. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. So uh, no, I actually got a good friend of mine. He, he's uh, he's going to be playing in the Pro Am. Uh, it's actually he's playing in one tournament today he's, he's in good the like Tempe. That? He's in the amateurs. Oh, no, he's playing in the qualifier. Right, he's right. In qualifier. He's in the qualifier, and then he's trying to get into the one on Wednesday. He's a great friend of mine. He's a great golfer, so I wish him the best of luck. And he's been on the Valley. I want to check him out. Yeah, he lives out here. He uh, works with me. And, uh, yeah, I want to check him out, man. I told him I would try to. He's so good. Why haven't I played golf with him? Because everybody. I've been trying good. to be, but you, you, you know, Let it's hard to catch you. Let me tell you about I try these to guys text who, you, and then you know, takes a week to text back. So. No, no. Everybody who thinks they're good, <laughs> like I'm okay. No, this kid is no. He's he's good. He's 21. So yeah, I call I don't him care a kid. How old they are. I can yeah. finally call yeah. him a kid. No, I'm but, afraid to play with me now. Oh man, I'm gonna have to let him know. His name is Steven. How many times have you beat me? He's nice. I don't even play guys when I play. I go play the course. If you if if you can't beat the course, then he's actually working at. He's actually working at McCormick Course. I was just at McCormick the other okay. day. McCormick yeah, Ranch. Yeah, he just got, yeah, McCormick Ranch. And yeah. He has a driver's, uh, what, a swinging coach. Um, 
some of the pro local guys actually, you See, know, work with them and everything. Here's those guys have the edge so. on me. They have coaches. Yeah. They have coaches. <laughs> all I have is Newport News, Virginia in me. And, that, and, and that's enough. Because all these so-called guys have been taking all these lessons <laughs> and want to beat me. And I just go out there. Why are you looking at me? Because right. you're right beside me. I'm just looking at you. I, I want to, you know, keep my head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <clears throat> everybody's good until I'm out there with them. And they still, and I can see that they're good, but I don't know, something about me. Yeah. It's something about me and that golf stuff. And I've never taken lessons. But I tell you the difference between me and them. I've been through adversity. I, I don't care about 50 million people, or not 50 million, but let's say in a stadium, a football stadium of noise and distraction, how to block that out. Right. But when somebody like that who's taking lessons gets in trouble, they are distraught. Mm-hmm. I can see it on their face. But they're good enough to get out of trouble. It just bothered them for a second. It don't mm-hmm. bother me because I was bad for so long. Right. I never been. I never been at that level where I started off good like some most some of these guys. Well, and I think with the PGA, that's what you look at of these guys because there's a lot of great golfers out there that could score. Just, I mean, just as far as Mickelson and everything else. But the difference is when they get on that stage, mm. they don't know how to handle that that adversity. They don't know how to handle the crowd, so mm-hmm. they start choking and they don't play their game. Who was it? Keimer. Had a 10-stroke lead. I think it was a 10-stroke lead last week. Lost. Man. Blew up. He was a nervous wreck. How you <laughs> lose a 10? I've seen it done before, and I've seen it done in the major. But uh, Keimer, I want to say it was Keimer, lost a 10-stroke lead on the, on the final day. Had a bunch of double bogeys, triple bogeys. Done. Mm-hmm. Guys that were in Man. second place didn't even do anything. He just went back to them. Mm-hmm. He went back to the field. They didn't even have to walk him down. So yeah. you're Yikes. right, Doug. It's the... Um, it's that pressure that some people can't overcome. Yeah. And then people, they, they automatically like to change who they are for the worst. I, I've seen it more so for the worst than for the best mm-hmm. when they have uh, adversity, when they have pressure. If you're not used to it, you're not used to it. Right. I play golf with sometimes with the, uh, Jeff Quinney. Okay. And to Doug's point, I can't understand why he's not consistently. You don't have to win, but if you're on a tour uh, for an entire year, you can make $2 million. Just being on tour, right? Just right, being right. in, the, just making cuts, just mm-hmm. making cuts. You can win two million dollars, and eventually, out of uh, however many uh, rounds they play uh, within a year, eventually you're gonna be in the top ten sometime. But I play with Jeff Quinn, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't figure out why he is not consistently on tour, or why you got to do a qualifying for to get into the open, and you live here, mm-hmm. or why you got to get a, a sponsor exemption. But some of these guys are so good. You go out there and play with them on regular. You look at you look at the shots they hit. Now I'll drive a lot of them, mm-hmm. but their next shot is right by the pin, which is mine. It's not. So right. instead of me putting for birdie at a close range, they putting for birdie with almost like a two two or three feet, mm-hmm. and they walk away with half of those birdies, and I walk away with pars. That's how. That's where you win right. those games. Well, it's easy to go out to the course and just play. Like I said, it comes down to that crowd. Yeah. So this weekend. Which so this weekend, to- yeah. So I'm I'm definitely trying to check out, uh, go down to his course, go check out the tournament a little bit. Also, the NFL experience is down there in Phoenix. They already had set up. I mean, it's it's downtown Phoenix, I should say. I don't think it should have been downtown Phoenix, but I mean, that's a, I guess you could say that's the most space because it would have been too crowded up in Scottsdale and, you know, throughout the out there in Westgate. Yeah. No, because nobody's really going out. If you want to centrally locate something, you put it in, you right, put it in Phoenix. Right, absolutely. But, yeah, so I'm going to go check that experience out. Uh, some of the – it's a lot of, you know, little, little uh, business and little uh, venues and everything going on just – Going down there, checking out the experience, and then of course, you know the Pro Bowl, that experience out there in Westgate, out there in Glendale as well. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, this weekend's pretty crowded right now. That's amazing how much just throughout the valley, I and mean, we know how big the valley is, but spread out everything is for this Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. And it's like, I mean, you've got the main thing at, at uh, Westgate. Mm-hmm. There's tons of tents driving by there today on the way to the show. Yeah. I mean, just numerous tents for everything else. But then, like she said, downtown Phoenix has stuff. Scottsdale has stuff. It's just so spread out. It's hard, you know. It, it makes the city look good, too. Uh, I think... Even when the Super Bowl's not like that, I know you can't do it to the, that extreme, but you should always have atmospheric um, like that in the Valley. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't always be because of Super Bowl's here, because the NBA All-Stars here, but you should always have that atmosphere around the Valley like that. that you know, because when you come out here, the Phoenix has grown since I've been here. I've been here for since 94, 95, so oh, I've man. seen some stuff. Yeah. But, but even before that, the people, I can imagine... And I do imagine the people that's been here, that's grown up here, that's born and raised here, mm-hmm. man, they say some stuff. It, what, what, one of the things that do amaze me on the, on the sidebar is that people who grew up at a certain, on the one side of town mm-hmm. still today as an adult have never been on this side of town, on the other side of town. Wow. Which is, yeah. It's crazy, but, but they have in their lifetime, in that time, seeing how vastly this city has grown, uh, how, how big things are. So when you go downtown, Doug, when, you, when you're driving past downtown, you see that atmosphere, and you're like, wow, this, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun, but it's going to be hectic and crowded. Because I think tonight I am at Coach's Corner. I think I'm at Coach's Corner tonight. Then after that, it's going to get crazy. Yeah. I don't even want to say where I am, but I guess I should. <laughs> I guess I should say, but it, it's going to get crazy after that. Let's know that. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you know me, you better text me. You better text me. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I'm not trying to hear it. Um, so that's what that's what's going on for me down here. Starting today, I mean, this Pro Bowl weekend, and we're talking about the Pro Bowls. And, and I always thought the NBA All Star was a better uh, All Star game than a Pro Bowl game. And, uh, and we've yeah, seen the obviously. format change how the Pro Bowl was. Mm-hmm. So now you could draft anybody. Last year, I thought it was great because I watched a linebacker from Kansas City Chiefs hit Jamal Charles right. like they wasn't even teammates. Because you can have the same guy from your team on the opposite team doing a Pro Bowl. And I mm-hmm. thought that was great. I think it was Deion uh, Sanders and Jerry Rice as the captains of both teams last year. Yeah. And then who was it this year? Deion? Because he won. No, no, no. This yeah. year it's uh, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin and, and, and Carter. Chris Carter. And Chris Carter. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. We were talking about that yesterday with four Cardinals being picked on the teams. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. We yeah. talked about the. It's all uh, four Cardinals on one team, and like. Oh, they on the same I think team? one majority is like the Cowboys. I think uh, Michael Irvin picked all the Cowboys players, so that makes sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's by he, he picking with of his course. heart. Of course, picking with his heart. Now, now you know the number one defensive player that got chosen in this Patrick uh, Peterson quote unquote mock yes. draft. Yes, Patrick yes. Peterson. That is amazing to Phoenix me. Phoenix is very on Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. and that's you know what you have to. I no, you don't. Y- no. For this, let me say this, since y'all's going to hate on him so quick. I'm not going to Because I've been hate hating on him, on him all year. I not not all year, half of the year. Because Patrick, <laughs> is so he's such a great talent that he does things that, that amaze me that why would you do that? You play, everybody know you from being a great punt returner, a great special teams guy, but then you move the corner, and that energy is supposed to carry over to that. But I don't know who's over there teaching him how to play corner because every time he comes out his break, he's looking in the backfield. I'm like, Patrick Peters, why would you do that? You have great makeup speed and quick and quick step. You don't have to do that. You get to the ball faster by getting to the man where the ball is going but w- instead of looking in the backfield. I say he's a great pick, first pick, mm. because it's in Phoenix. Now, if this game was in San Francisco, we'd be talking about somebody else, maybe Crabtree. Probably not Crabtree, but Kaepernick. Who's quarterbacking over there? Kaepernick yeah. is 
Man, he looked like mm-hmm. he's skinny. He's skinny. This guy's skinny. Skinny? He's tall and lanky. Tall really? and skinny. Yeah. He, he's over there throwing the XO uh, oh, every okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, Sam, we were talking about on the show yesterday with Patrick and the difference from last season to this season and the change that you saw on him. And I think that's what a lot of fans are frustrated about. So, But then you also have Cromartie, which really hasn't done a whole lot this season either. And I thought Cromartie, I thought that duo, we was, man, I think uh, Demery and our, our mouth was watery when we saw, like, okay, they got Cromartie on the other side, although they got Justin uh, Bethel, Bethel yeah. who's probably the number two, the best, the second best corner on that team. Yeah. Probably he's probably the second best. I watched him. We watched him practice. Mm-hmm. He's probably the second best corner on mm-hmm. their team. But when you bring in names and when you bring in guys who, it, it I guess it's, it seems like it fit the system. Because when Cromartie came over there and then you had Patrick on the other side, you had Rashad Johnson. You drafted Dale Buchanan, but you also had Johnson. Um, who's the other safety? Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, back there. You think who's going to pass on the secondary? Nobody. But their secondary wasn't all that great with the, with those guys they had back there. And then you had Tyron Matthew coming off injuries, and he the way he played last year, you think fans was excited about what's going on into this year. But he's coming. He came off a serious injury. Then you look at the front four. Dockett get hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. You look at the, the the linebacker core. Abraham was on and off this year, not from not from his play, but from injuries. Mm-hmm. And then you had. Uh, Daryl Washington, right. for selfish reasons, not being on the team, and they played well. They went. They was a nine and one team at one point, nine and one, and these guys found a way not to. They didn't find a way. You got to have a quarterback. You look at across the board. Anybody who doesn't have a quarterback, you're not gonna go far, even if you deflate balls. And we'll get into that later. Well, right, and you got to look how much how much time that defense spent on the field because of the quarterback issue. And I'm sorry, you could have the best lineup of an all-star team on your defense. If they're on the field that much, like right. the Cardinals' defense, they're going to give up the points. It's just a matter of how much and if you can stop. But, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals' team is a whole different team with Palmer back there, uh, just a quarterback in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're absolutely right. you got to have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, Demry laughed at my Buffalo Bills pick when I picked <laughs> their defense. Still but, but you look at their defense, they're number yeah. one defense. Yeah. But they didn't have a quarterback. And I thought Rex Ryan, we, we talked about this while you was uh while you was hosting the show, you was in the studio, Demery. Mm-hmm. I thought Rex Ryan going to Buffalo, I thought that was awesome. And it hit me. You got the same team. You had a good defense in New York. Why didn't you go to Chicago who has an offense and you're a defensive minded guy? You fix that defense. You get that you halfway fix the Chicago Bears defense, you might win that division. Yeah, yeah, but they do want to take the time to fix the defense. You have right. to. You, well, you get you get Carl Blanche, and you hire me as a head coach. You it's going to take some time. You got to give me. Yeah. You got to give me credit card. Let me go get these players. Let me go buy these players. Just mm-hmm. give me two years. Keep my offense intact. Let me find out who's who's still available on my offense is going to be there for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Then I got I put the money into the defense again because that's where he's going to put the money anyway. Wherever he goes, he's going to put the money in defense. But now since he already has a defense in Buffalo, do not mess that up. Do not go get your guys from New York, from the Jets, and bring them over to Buffalo because you got uh, pieces in place already to be successful outside of the offense. The Buffalo just needs an offense, and they're going to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I see why. Um, I still think Buffalo made a good decision because. Well, Buffalo did. Yeah, Buffalo made a good decision with hiring Rex Ryan because Rex Ryan is supposed to be that ego against Bill Belichick, you know, year in, year out. I mean, he, they, his Jets team always competes with the, with the, uh, with the Patriots. Right. And now you got a 
Bills team who beat the Patriots last year, who went nine to seven, who went second in their division. So it's an upgrade for uh, Rex Ryan to go there. So yeah, it's easier to coach a nine to seven team than a four and twelve team I, I at the say, end of the day. So yeah, I say their offense, uh, the Buffalo Bills offense, is better than the Jets offense that he had last year. Right. Uh, but I say they still need a quarterback because they oh, dropped yeah. the EJ yeah, yeah, Manuel. Yeah. yeah. Then they had. Uh, they had like two other quarterbacks. Kyle Orton Ka- came in, Kyle came back Orton from retired. Also, yeah, came back out of retirement. But it was also another guy that uh, was it Liner or somebody? Oh not no, Liner. It was, it was, no, it was somebody, oh, it was somebody we know, or somebody <laughs> that was here uh, that was uh, that came out and played. I know it was that quarterback from Duke? I don't know if he's still on their roster. From Duke? Yeah, it was, it's, a, it's it was a black quarterback or African, you know, a black quarterback from, I, from I, Duke. I forget. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know him. He's been in the league for quite some time. He's been a good, valuable from backup. Duke. Yeah. Mm-mm. Might not have been know. him, but yeah, Kyle Orton had his time. Now he retired again, so <laughs> he had, he didn't he didn't want to play. They brought him out retired in <laughs> retirement in Dallas. So they had Thad Lewis and Jordan Palmer. Thad Lewis, that's his name. Yep. Thad, Thad Lewis. Lewis. Okay, Thad no, Lewis. I'm thinking about somebody. Jo- you say Jordan Palmer? Yeah, Still, that's Carson know. Palmer's brother. <laughs> no, is it for real? Yeah, yeah. Because they both played at Cincinnati a couple years ago. I remember I went to a preseason game when they played the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you well, know, I still think it's a good fit for. Uh, for Rex Ryan, Todd it's Bowles pretty much is going to be coaching just like Rex Ryan to me. Todd Bowles, man, I, I don't like just that. Just without I don't the, like so that, much eagle. I don't like that head coaching job he took. He just took. I would like for him to go somewhere with the offense. Yeah. I would have liked Todd Bowles in in Oakland. That would have been a great fit. Todd Bowles in Oakland. Oakland. Mm-hmm. We watched their offense, idiotic as that defense was last year. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he would have. Um, I thought he would change the the mindset, the culture of of the team, not 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 so much the community as yet. But that black and silver, Todd Bowles there with a defense. Mm-hmm. When you got a defense and that with that mindset that we them they go into the game every week with costumes on, and those doctors and lawyers putting on their Halloween costumes go to a game and go crazy. Mm-hmm. And they had someone in the office, the quarterback there right now. I think he should. He's the man. Don't draft another quarterback, Oakland Raiders. No, no, don't no, draft another no. quarterback. That guy is they got a game. franchise quarterback, Carr, David, David Carr. Carr. David yeah, Carr. Or, yeah, David Carr. Yeah, franchise quarterback. Don't touch that position. Right. Fix up your uh, defense. Fix up the defense. Get some maturity over there. And that's why I say Todd Bowles. <laughs> yeah, some maturity. Exactly. That's why I say Todd Bowles is the guy. Here's what we're going to do. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some Kobe Bryant because I said we're going to do that. But I said a lot of things, huh? Uh, I want to get into Tom Brady and how I think he was lying. A lot of people do. Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Welcome back to the show. I guess that's the appropriate song for the, uh, that can find me in the club, 50 yeah. Cent. That's, that's a good, that's a good Fireball Friday song, kickoff song. We ain't got no Fireball say. though. I heard Fireball had um, some. Uh, Man, I heard everything. Bombing fluid. I heard or something everything. Like that. Antifreeze in it. <laughs> I heard everything. <laughs> it had some antifreeze in it. Y'all just shooting it away. Mm. I ain't. I ain't. It is no, good though. I ain't never well, if Fireball got antifreeze in it, what about the candy? What What about the candy we grew up on? It tastes exactly like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was that called? Hot tamales. Hot them things hot called cinnamon. Yeah, it yeah. had that little cinnamon taste. Little balls. Yeah, little red yeah. balls. Yeah, red hot. Easy that stuff. with the uh, little balls joke. Oh uh, yeah, those the candy. <laughs> Family radio man. Um, <clears throat> hey, shout out to uh, De Orte Photography. They're joining in on the Kingfit uh, production crew. Uh, this guy's been he's been I'm doing this thing for the last King five Fit, years. Ain't nothing skeptic about it. You just gotta call and do your duties. I'm looking <laughs> no, for but the. I appreciate this guy, uh, Jose. He's been doing this for quite some time and. Appreciate him about to join in on the unit. And what's his specialty? You know, uh, his specialty is photography, just straight up. Oh. He does a lot of shoots. He's so been he around to a lot of yeah. He he knows this area pretty well. So he knows the iPhone works just like the expensive camera he has on it. Uh, it works a little better. <laughs> <laughs> it has a little bit more features than the iPhone. Not this six plus. Um, this six I've plus seen this. Yeah, it is special. No, but uh, no. Shout out! Shout out <laughs> to him. what's the name? What's the name again? Jose De Orta. <laughs> He joined the King Fit Production. Yep. Okay, that's good stuff. Building you, building a team up. I'm building strong, it, man. It's it's coming together. I got some people locked and loaded, just ready to go. Doug, honestly. what you got? What you got going on? Because I know you got a little team together over there with the uh, video and all that stuff. Man, it's kind of it's been quiet right now. So yeah. it's a lot of stuff going on right now. Trying to, but go it's still it's still we're yeah we're still together. Yeah, I mean, so Archer Wave Productions. Mm-hmm. So we've got a videos or a uh, movie script we're trying to nice. redo and stuff like that. So what's the script about? You want to hold off on that? We're gonna hold off for now. I might bring Matt <laughs> in to talk about that then one day. Okay. So, but no, I mean we're, yeah, we're I know, still got the way Matt from way back. What? <laughs> coming to the house selling some tit. Yeah. What, what did he sell again? He was selling some. Uh, selling some what? Matt was. I was. I was with the car, but Matt was a young guy. He was uh, uh, selling some kid. Yeah, he was selling some. Um, I don't know some. Well, those coupon books or something. Coupon back, books, yeah, yeah, from the high school stuff. You know, oh, you yeah, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. I shut my door on them, slammed that thing so hard. You did not. No, I didn't. I bought some. <laughs> I think I bought a couple. Um, all right, so <clears throat> Kobe Bryant. 
Kobe Bryant. Injury prone? You think he's injury prone or you just – he's one of the guys. Okay, I'll say this to that. You say injury prone or, you know, just a comment of injury prone, being injury prone. He's four minutes of basketball time from passing Wilt, still, Wilt Chamberlain. Is it just how much he's been playing or he's, he'll be 37? Uh, there's some, I still think, you know, Kobe's – his game is there, his mind is there, but your body just not gonna do what it's not it can't do anymore. Exactly. And it just shut down. So Kobe shooting, taking as many shots to anybody in the league, uh, does that have some ramifications on why he has a torn labor and why he had a, a torn knee or ripped his knee up last year, mm-hmm. uh, also had a, a an Achilles. Is he doing too much or trying to take on what he's done in the past? Because in the past, Kobe's taking the Lakers franchise, taking the Lakers basketball team, and won championships with mm-hmm. him. And you saw, oh, Shaq's gone. Kobe's still here. Okay, we got Casal. We have uh, we have this guy, Rick Fox. We have all these guys that's in place, role players. But when it comes down to it, we saw that it was Kobe taking that team to championships. I mean, yeah, he, he had his time where he took over doing those championship runs. But like you said, you had guys like Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, Shaq. I mean, then you had a bench, Robert Horry. I mean, you had the, the guys in place. So but Kobe then when those guys take. left, they yeah, still Yeah, but then when those run. guys left, he took even more shots. Right, right. And with that, also, he also had to change his diet. You know, that came into play. You taking thinking about more shots you take in the games, more shots you got taking practice as well. Uh, in the mornings, afternoons, you know, Kobe's still trying to be Kobe. He's still trying to do what he's always done, which is you know stay after practice later, stay get up in the morning. They they said this morning it was reports or not this morning uh, this season. There was reports he was still getting up at five a.m., six a.m. before practice. But that's what he knows. That's, that's what he knows. knows. You're right. But coming off injuries, you got to take your time. You know, you, some things you got to change. You got to spend more time in the training room. You got to take graphic, less. Let shots. me give you a graphic example of, of what you just said. Uh, you, you somebody who's been smoking all their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, we know what it calls the damage that smoking causes. And as soon as they stop smoking, they done. Mm-hmm. Or somebody who's just fine. I don't even want to talk about the C word, but let's just stay on smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to break people out those habits that they've had for so long, right? We, even though we know it'll cost them down the road later. Like for COVID, instance, you can't be okay. I understand you got to wake up, but you can't if you wake up, force yourself to lay there instead of getting up trying to go do some go do some work, which we know mentally mm-hmm. you you put in that work, but you got to give your body that physical rest so you can do that. Yeah, because wrestling on these high jet planes, I mean, that's not enough. But you know, that's so. those are different planes. That, them those basketball, are those basketball planes. Those it's, are it's it's one to a seat. But it, it's it, one it, to it a is, it, it, It's not that same feeling as that Tempur Pedic mattress he got at home. <laughs> I <laughs> guarantee you. But no, I mean, the marketing for Tempur Pedic. No, you got to look at his age. Though. I mean, it, he's getting up there in age. So thirty seven. The body's going to be wearing down, and you're not going to be able to recover like you were when you were twenty five. And right, just. I'm sorry, but it's anybody, just not Kobe. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting to that age, you're going to have to start stepping back and not be the Kobe of old, but still be able to play a role in that Laker offense. Right. I mean, look, at he he made a left-handed shot because of the injury to the right hand the other night. Mm-hmm. But so it, he, he still has. That, yeah, and that's what I'm that. saying is could convert your game to not going out there and I have to, I've got to score 40 points, I have to score 50 points, this team is on my shoulders. Step back a little bit. And then you're going to have that longevity a little bit longer by stepping back and still helping your team out at the same time. Yeah. I agree. So, but he tore his um, he tore his shoulder rotator cup, rotator yeah. cup mm-hmm. on something simple that he does. He's been doing since he was 
Right. 12. Right. Dunking well, in basketball. Well, there's a lot of reports that came out saying that he's played all season long with that tear and that it just got worse the other night. Right. And so that's it was slight tear. So now it's torn. I believe so. If it's, if it's a slight, then you can wrap that up. But if it's torn, it's just going to keep popping out. Right. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, there's no, I'm going to try to make this work. And Kobe can't play halfway Kobe no. because he's already leading the lead in the most shots taken. He's Ever. also leading the lead in the most <laughs> shots missed. Mm-hmm. So there's no benefit for him trying to play on that. Do you see Kobe playing again anymore? Yeah. Well, well yeah. he has one more year on his contract. Yeah. But it's okay, he has this one more year on his contract. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are going nowhere fast, mm-hmm. and they go probably going nowhere faster. So if, if he play one more year on his contract, what do you do with the management with uh, – what was it Kerpchak and and Bus? Kerpchak, yeah. Kerpchak and Bus. Kerpchak and yeah, Miss Jeannie Bus. And Jeannie, mm-hmm. but not not Jeannie. Jeannie is not the problem. It's it's the brother. Oh. It's her brother the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, because after the father passed away, the program was down. Mm-hmm. And and Kobe and the father was that tight knit group. Mm-hmm. It's not not it was a Jerry. It's mm-hmm. not the uh, brother, uh, Jeannie's brother. So what happens with that organization, that franchise? Because there's been rumors, and this is this is what I got off other publications. There's been rumors of the selling the Lakers. Oh wow! Especially, wow. yeah, so especially. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got some <laughs> siblings in your family who's not doing anything, but they benefiting off having the uh, the Lakers as a franchise. You get paid for that because it's in obviously it's in the will. But they would rather sell that team and get their what hundred million or, or so, whatever it is. It's gonna be a piece. Oh, okay. A piece. That's yeah. $100 million a piece. Um, and move on about their business because they don't benefit from it anyway. But when you got Jeannie Bush and uh, Bus, who's running that stuff and everything that led up to that, to this season or last season when they could have got Phil Jackson back, possibly. But the uh, I didn't think the young Bus didn't want it to happen. He well, didn't want Phil to come out there because he dictated yeah. that when um, D'Antonio came there. Mm-hmm. He made a decision in the final minute. But what happens to the organization then? Okay, Kobe comes back. If you don't bring in, you don't bring in players in there. Mm-hmm. What, then you have the same old team. Kobe as a name, not as a player, because right. we're seeing it's how much he's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Look how many injuries LA had this year so far. With Steve Nash kind of nursing that injury all year, uh, all year long, and then mm-hmm. Julius Randle with that leg break. Oh man! I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you've just got a lot of injury, and then even uh, Xavier Henry with that AC uh, tear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that it's like that team's been doomed with right. injuries this year. So, and Kobe is supposed to make uh, about twenty-five million next year. Mm-hmm. So, if you get rid of that, and, and not saying that the Lakers organization wants to get rid of that, but that opens up a lot of cap to bring some some people in too. It does. And Kobe already made the statement. I remember about a week ago, uh, came out saying that you know he's still looking at trying to get Rondo, even with Rondo going to Dallas. What? Who, he Kobe? Was, yeah, Kobe said, "Hey, he's until he signs an extension with them, oh, I'm okay. going to keep trying. I'm going to keep recruiting." Yeah, but you Rondo. know what? Rondo's not going to go there because hey, I don't know, but man. Co- NBA, Kobe's going to be these gone. Dudes. Yeah. Well, why would you want to go knowing that guy yeah, that's Kobe's trying to recruit you is going to be gone? Well, yeah. That's like me coming mm-hmm. up and saying, "Kwame, come play come play safety with me." But next year though, I'm, I'm probably going to retire. Yeah, no, no. No, you can't get me like that. Mhm. I need everybody who's supposed to be good stay there because I'm coming there. So, you know, everybody because everyone thinks the Lakers is such a big draw because it's in L.A. Marketing-wise, yes, but look what this franchise has been since for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I've always said the Lakers is one of those teams that can bounce back quicker than anybody, but they haven't bounced back yet. So if you just if you keeping Kobe for the name, 
Kobe's Kobe's gonna be fine, and Kobe's if he's warranted or guaranteed twenty five million next year, I wouldn't take a pay cut not once, <laughs> not will not even think. Mm-hmm. Don't even come to me talk about taking a pay cut of what I've been to this franchise. You got to find a way to get the uh, when the owners start taking pay cuts, then the players should start taking pay cuts. You got to find a way to get these players in here, and Kobe, like you say, Kobe is trying to get Rondo in there, but Rondo has to make sense of his career. He got about five more strong years in him yeah. at his position, and then he could play, probably play eight more years, but five strong years, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you can, if you can revamp your game like Jason Kidd revamped his game, mm-hmm. you can play forever. And, and, and <laughs> Doug, you talk about Steve Nash. Steve, Steve Nash has been hurt for a while now. Yeah, He's been hurt. Uh, he was talking about retiring last year, but he said, why would I do that when they owe me $15 million? All right. I'm going to play till I'm not, not getting paid. Well, yeah. See, yeah. I understand that, but most, when most athletes come out there and say that, then the outside market or media or outside fans, they go crazy. They don't understand that. No. Well, you know, each sport's going to be different as far as longevity, too, where NFL, MLB, NBA – some players can play a lot longer in a league than, say, NFL. Yeah. I mean, NFL, you're 30 to 35 years old, and you're done. You're done, unless or, you're a quarterback. And, right. And even then, you're... Possibly suspect right. Peyton Manning. Yeah. But then look at, you know, Major League Baseball. You can you can play till you're almost in your 40s now. That's the greatest mm-hmm. criminal grand larceny scheme ever. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Those guys. And I, and I'm going to be a And DH. I wish I was just a part a of it. Hitter. Oh, yeah. I wish I was a part <laughs> of it, too. Those guys. Somebody just signed $6 million in baseball. I can, I can look it up. But somebody just signed $6 million. What was it? 200 and, 206. I mean, not six years. $206 like that. Mm-hmm. Well, look at how, how old was Jeter? Because he just retired. Well, Jeter... Well, see now, now you're going to back to the name because Jeter they wanted to give Jeter a two year, and he wanted more, more years than that on that last yeah. contract. But you talking about Mister New York? Yeah. You talking about the Yankee? I know yo, I know all the guys that came before him. But right now, we talking about right now because we had this argument a lot about who's the best player in their position at their in their chosen sport. Mm-hmm. Growing up now. Lil J might say, shoot, it might be Jordan. It, I know we would probably say it was Jordan, but I can argue it was, how could it be Jordan when everybody got more rings than him? When there's some people who got more, Robert Horry got more rings than Jordan. Yeah, but re- you can't look at rings and compare. Oh, yes, I can. No, you can't. Because if, if you was a part of, the if was a part of getting those rings. No, because you, you could be the greatest player in that league. Which I was. And never. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the greatest player and never go to that big show and never get a ring. That's doesn't true. mean doesn't mean you're not the biggest and best player ever because you don't have the rings. Mm, I think it does. I don't. How? No, I hear what you're saying. If you're the greatest player, okay, n- name one. Who? Uh, Charles Barkley. He could be up there. I don't see. I don't. I, and I'm a big Barkley fan. Always have been a big Barkley fan. But I don't think you I'm a big rate basketball him. Barkley fan. I used to be a huge Barkley uh, fan, but basketball now. Now would he? I wouldn't classify him as the greatest. I put him up. Who's your greatest? Five. Who's your greatest in basketball? I'm still gonna say Jordan. How really? Just the the way he elevated the game and took that. Oh game. yeah, he did. Now I add all that to it too. I take that into account because some guys changed the game. Mm-hmm. Some guys, uh, like if it wasn't for Jordan, because Jordan took marketing and TV. You you remember he and uh, Spike Lee, uh, Morris Blackman mm-hmm. was it Morris Blackman? Mm-hmm. It's got to be the shoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. He took television commercials, shoe commercials to the next level. So I I do add all into the count, not just what you do on the basketball court. Where have you taken the game? But even so skill wise, I think Jordan still was. Yeah, he on was the still top. the top guy, the top dog at his marketing level and on the court yeah. at the game itself. They still marketing Jordan, but yeah. Jordan, you know, 
Yeah. Jordan, though, they, there's somebody that made more money off his Jordan than he does. Nike. Yeah. Nike, yes. yes. Made more money off his yeah. shoe. And he's supposed to be that guy. And that, But he created his own brand. Mm-hmm. He created his own brand of Jordans. Um, or not his own brand of Jordans, but he created his own company. And then he had Dirk Jeter and all those guys. Mm-hmm. He got some lead guys in the league wearing his shoes also. Yeah, look at mm-hmm. uh, University of Cincinnati was sporting all Jordan Jordans. for their uniforms. Yep. yep. Yeah. But see, if Will Chamberlain and all those guys, if they had the marketing Jordan had... We, what would we be yeah. saying this? Of course, yeah. I mean, but we what we'll be saying they were the best, right? But then they would have took the marketing to where Jordan can elevate it, and then Even the argument more, still yeah. would have been going on. Now who's you the see best? The marketing of like LeBron James, but at the same right. time, I, I don't LeBron know, but, is not the top of his game right yeah. now, and that's the difference between him he and Jordan. Air balls. Yeah, he's not winning championships. <laughs> period. You got the best team in Miami, you still couldn't beat you know an oriented team like San Antonio compared to the Utah Jazz that Jordan, I mean, handily just beat time after time. And even with NBA, I think NBA is a little bit different. But look at NFL and a couple of these. Time is going to be a big factor, too, because you take some of these old, old-time old players that you can make the argument that they were the greatest and put them in the game today, it totally changed everything that they could do because mm-hmm. of the rules. I mean, look at the NFL protecting the quarterback too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff yeah, that, that you got to look at. Talking to the media. No, I don't yeah. like that Marshawn Lynch. I love what he's doing. I love when guys, when they, because, you know, they get fined if, we don't, if they don't talk to the media. That's just silly That's because the NFL wants you to market the sport, um, but they don't want you to market yourself. Right. right. So, Wearing but, so gold if cleats. I'm, right. Kidding me? So <laughs> if, if, if I'm going to talk to the media, then I'm going to say what I want to say. I don't right. have to answer the question. At least I showed up for the interview. Now, let me ask you the question since we're on the, t- on the subject, on the topic. Jack Nicklaus or Tiger's Wood? Tiger Woods. Who's, who's the best golfer? Who's the, ever? Because we say Jordan's the best ever. Now who's the best? I'm actually y'all got this look on y'all face. I mean like, because I never seen Jack play a day in my in day in my life. So yeah, because you were born in 1990, so that was that's a whole different. <laughs> so ball, I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Tiger. Everything since yeah. I, otherwise I, I guarantee you I would never even watch a sport of golf. I would never even know what golf was. I never well, really played a video game. Golf, golf. I, I picked up golf because of Tiger. Yeah, uh, but a lot yeah. of people did. Yeah, he so brought I'm a whole new generation Tiger. watching that game. But I said, you got people that's popular. Mm-hmm. Let's say y'all popular, and then you got people that's famous. Right. And Jack's famous. Tiger's famous, too. I think Jack has a little bit of upper edge on that, though. I uh-huh. think uh, I think Tiger, Tiger, here's famous, Muhammad Ali. Yes. You go anywhere, any small corner of the world, and be recognized. Mm-hmm. That's Stained that's famous. Like a bee. But but we talking about see we talking about Jordan and the market media he was in, and we talk about who he him being the greatest ever. But then you look at Jack Nicholas who has 15, 19, 18 majors mm-hmm. to Tiger's 14 majors. Right. How does Tiger become the greatest? He has to win. Not take three years off. He take well, a whole lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, he has to do the um, he has to win four more majors or five more majors to be to even say. And equipment is different, but right. the equipment is because when Arnold was playing. The equipment the Tiger play with is way better. The balls they play with way better. Courses they play with, now yeah, tougher. Yeah, tougher. that's what I go back to. Time, take those guys now, give them the equipment that they have now in golf and the clubs and the balls and the technology. I think mm-hmm. Tiger still beat them. Ooh, I don't. Mm, I think Tiger nah. still beat their head in. No. Distance wise, he beat their head in. But the I distance. can't say. But you have to win the majors. You have right. to. I mean, you have to win tournaments because uh, there's there's who has sixty three, who has sixty three victories. Uh, what's the old guy name? 
Kwame Lott Sports Talk. Let's take a quick break. We'll do that. We'll come back, and we're going to get into Tom Brady for the last segment. You know the last segment moves fast. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Going global with gas is music, comedy, and life. And this Saturday will be comedy as two comedians will be joining me, and I'm really looking forward to it. Comedian Brett Ernst is going to be with us. You might have seen him on Vince Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Tour, and he's also an ex-server, so we're going to get into some diners, Ed, with him on Saturday. Also joining me will be comedian Jill Bryan. Very funny lady. Always a blast to have on in studio. And uh, by the way, both of them are cowboy fans, so I know I'll have to take it easy on the two. So join us this Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Time, right here at the voiceamerica.com variety channel oh and one more thing last night i was watching cops and they chased this guy into this dumpster area that was fenced off and we had a dog chasing him and like five other cops so they opened up the gate to the dumpster and there he is lying face first on the ground everyone's looking at him and his only words were what did i do <laughs> really what did you do you're just kind of normally hanging around the back of a dumpster lying on the ground face first what did i do yeah this is a contest for the biggest idiot which I nailed. We'll talk to you this Saturday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, right here on Voice America. Going global with gas. Man. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live last segment. We're going to get it in real quick. And I did say we want to talk about the uh, Tom Brady situation. I listened to Bill Belichick one day, and then later on that day, I listened to Tom Brady talk. And I was, I'm still stuck in the middle. Well, I was stuck in the middle until I heard Tom Brady. Yeah. I've never seen Tom Brady as nervous as I've ever seen him, except when his first couple of starts. He just didn't look like he know what to say. I don't think it's anybody's responsibility for uh, 11 balls. When Tom Brady said this, let me see if I can talk without bringing, breaking it up. When he said um, he had no knowledge of what happened with the 11 out of 12 balls and no knowledge of uh, who did what to the balls, but wasn't he was one of the, he was one of the guys who touched every last one of them 
well, at least 11 of those balls in a game. So he know the pressure is what it was. But now Bill Belichick, when I heard his interview, it was more he it was it was more convincing that he didn't know what had happened because when he got to work on Monday the next day after that Indianapolis New England game, it all hit him or everybody kept telling him uh, what was what. So he was convincing, and most times he'll take the blame for that, but he did come off a, not coming off it, but he did have a situation when he was with Spygate, $500,000 fine, $900,000 in New England money, uh, the cost of living in New England. That's what that is worth. But he was. it seems like he wasn't taking the load on this one. He, he might have not had anything to do with it, but when you think about Bill Belichick, and everything he stands for of running his football organization, his team, when you're thinking about that, it's kind of not believable that he wouldn't know what's going on inside that entire building. And then Tom Brady comes on and says uh, he has no knowledge. He has no clue of what happened. A bunch of uh, you-knows and arms and you-knows and arms uh, didn't sound like him. That was the most nervous I've seen him since his first couple of starts in the National Football League. Um, So now... The blame seems to be going on the equipment manager. And the equipment manager, and I say this, the equipment managers only do what you tell them to do. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. I, I said, I, when I got my shoulder pads taped up, I said, I want my shoulder pads taped up. I had to tell them one time. This is how I like my shoulder pads for game. Mm-hmm. Never had to tell them again. I think those balls are the same, same size, same weight the whole season. Properly. And I would have more respect for Brady if he was stood up and said, you know what? You make a good point right there. I did wrong. I didn't. I didn't look at it as cheating. Uh, maybe he just. This is the way I feel that I want my ball. This feels comfortable for me, and I, I'm sorry. You know, this, I didn't look at it as a more of a competitive edge and more of the fact that this is just the feel I like on my balls. Um, footballs. Footballs. Yes, balls. Footballs. Same. <laughs> same thing. But no, I, I think that's like I said, man. I think that's been the same way all year long. That's what he's done. Yeah. And is it cheating? I mean, you can go back and forth. If if he was under the mindset that this is just how I want my balls, um, let me know. let me ask you this: Is it um, he competitive what, edge? What, competitive edge is borderline cheating. Exactly. Okay, so if he didn't know, if he didn't know, that's one thing. Then it's not cheating because he honestly didn't know. But if he knew and he say I'm across the line, and what's what's the uh, maximum? What's the um, is it twelve and a half to thirteen and a half? Of weight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't know, if he didn't know that that was what it was supposed to be, then I can't say he wholeheartedly cheated. But then that's a lie detective test you have to put him on. But if he knew and he said I wanted at eleven or eleven and a half, that is cheating, right? Well, and that's what it's come down to. I mean, really, only Tom and the equipment manager knows exactly. So what equipment manager is going to get fired because Tom Brady is to throw him under the bus and say I didn't have that. I'm telling you from. Even in high school, mm-hmm. high school, college, your equipment managers know how you like. In high school, they know how the star athletes like their stuff. They don't yeah. pay attention to much. And when you get into college, I think everybody, the starters, high school starters, not stars, but in, in college, mm-hmm. the starters, they know how every starter want their equipment and yeah. how they mm-hmm. want to manage. When you get into the league, it's how every star wants his stuff, and, and I don't have to ask you about that again. Right. So now mm-hmm. you're going to throw the equipment manager under the bus if that's, that is the case. So if you do that, if you throw the equipment manager under the bus, he's part of the organization. So now you put the organization under the under that uh, flashlight. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the light is getting bigger and bigger. And yeah, it, it, now it's going to dwell down to the equipment manager. Now everybody's waiting on, I know I'm waiting on, see what the equip, uh, equipment manager has to say about it. Exactly. You know, I'm waiting for him to speak up. He can't. And he can't. He you can't. Know? When, he can't. If he, he gets fired, say, he can. If he gets fired, there's going to be a lot of interviews going on with that equipment manager. Do you know manager. the NFL is like, is mob affiliated? <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it right there. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything will happen to him. I'm just saying, you know, so you watch <laughs> you watch the movies. <laughs> yeah. What's the repercussions? What's the consequences for Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, nothing, and the New England Patriots? I nothing, know it's nothing, nothing because they're in the Super Bowl. But you know, who cares if they take a draft pick? They 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 live right. their they live their careers off mid round guys. Who cares if you take their first round? Don't rounder? care. Yeah. But their first round, I'll say this, and I think I said it on the show the other day. They are first rounders when they usually, depending on how many they have, most time they have one. If they make some uh, screw, ch- uh, some real strategic changes, let's say they have one. Most time they change that one and probably get two, three, and four. They get a th- third and fourth pick out of from that first round pick because somebody might want that guy right now and they sit in that spot. Well, give me your number three this year and I'll take your number three next year or your number four next year. So they, that's when it. It's not a benefit to me anymore because they took the first round pick, but they get a lot of late rounds and turn yeah. him to. Look at Tom Brady; he was a six rounder, turning yeah. him into a superstar. And look, look at the Patriots team right now; they don't need anybody per se for the draft. They're not. I mean, that no. team's set for right now. So you take a draft pick or two away from them, okay? But I it's mean, the future. We, though. It. That's what draft picks are. It's for a the future, future, but they've got quite a bit of future. Yeah, they, got right a, now. they got a young talent. They got a Ooh, nice Garoppolo? group. Garoppolo. No, I didn't he's say at the quarterback position, but <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. He's he's learning behind Tom Brady, but uh I mean they got a young core group of I like, don't know about their that new because line, their new their receiving core, they're young, running backs pretty young. LeGarrette Blunt was his fourth year in the NFL. Yeah. He yeah. still got some time. Yeah, he got some time, but he was but Shane Vereen. Why, why did time. they let him go in the first place? Because LeBlunt, LeBlunt was there. He was in Tampa Bay. I think he went to Tampa Bay, or he might have went to New England first. He got first, drafted by Tampa Bay. And then went to New went England. Went to New England. Got cut. Got cut. Went to Pittsburgh, and now he's back in New England. Yeah, why did they let him go in the first place? That's just how New England does business. You, you, when they're running back system, come on. That guy stayed there about well, two, have, three years. They have, they, they they have running backs. Another guy who was the little guy they had running back? You know, he come out of nowhere. He was bagging Kevin groceries. Falk? Who? No, not Kevin oh, Falk. Um, uh, he's, he, then he went to San Diego, I believe. So, But, okay, you talk yeah. about quarterbacks learning behind Tom Brady. Well, what was the quarterback that learned behind him? And now he—I don't even know if he's starting now. Yeah, he started a few games in uh, Houston. In Ryan Mallett. You talking about no, Ryan? No, not Mallett. Before, even before Mallett, they went eleven and five. But they went eleven and five because then New England oh, had a Castle. defense. Matt yeah. Castle. Matt Castle. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how much they learned behind Tom Brady. If you don't I mean, they want he learned how to deflate balls. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Tom right, Brady right. might. He might take. They, take their numbers look. Matt Castle looked like a, a Pro Bowl quarterback in New England. Yeah, you know, they went eleven and five with him. They went eleven and five with that defense, and they didn't make he the playoffs. He played well. Matt Castle had yard. He yeah. had numbers. That they okay. They had a defense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They had, but. And then Matt Castle left and went to Kansas City. I think it was and got that huge deal. Mm-hmm. Then he went. And then he left there and went to. Seattle, didn't he? Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, oh, he went. Man. Yeah, he, he started bouncing around the league, but it depends on. He had that time to shine. Yeah. He got that. So y'all money. don't think there's any consequences? No, there's not going to be any because besides they had a Super the draft pick right. and besides the fine. I mean, it's the same deal that happened with the Spygate. It's the same deal. They, they're just going to get fined, lose a draft pick or two, maybe about a year or two. I think the maximum fine is twenty five thousand though. But it's, it's that's not that that twenty five thousand. 
I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that like that's not a lot. It doesn't of money. matter. They still have a chance to be Super Bowl champions. Yep. At the end of the day, they still have a chance yeah, so, to so be called a champion with deflated balls in the AFC Championship yep. game. So you don't put an asterisk by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's been an asterisk from yeah. from my point of view ever since the Tuck Rule. <laughs> it's oh, been yeah. asterisks yeah, about the, you know something special. New England things yeah. just keep adding up, adding up. Yeah, you know? that Tuck Rule something special. Tuck Rule and the Brady Rule with Brady the, Rule. Yeah, tackling by the legs. Oh. You can't tackle by the legs. You can't, you can't even dive at the legs. Ridiculous. You can't even look yeah. at the legs. Back to what so back to what you said, yeah. Doug. Doug, you said uh, what would you call it? Borderline cheating? No, you called it something else. Competitive, competitive edge. Yeah, competitive. <laughs> well, I mean, More look at hockey. Team. If you got your goaltender's got a little bit of a, a bigger glove, I mean, that's happened in the past, and you know, you, you get caught with it, and you move on. So, but so yeah. if you're not trying to cheat. You're not trying to win. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to try to get away with. But yeah. at the same time, this helps Seattle on their end. How? Because all this trash talk that's been bouncing around left hmm. and right. Yeah, I don't Talking think you can. And if Brady don't, yeah, right, right. Hey. Richard Sherman and Brady are going at. Did you, Richard Sherman just did an ad a couple, like, like two days ago. You don't want to trash talk with Sherman. Sherman's not an idiot. No. Oh, and Brady's not an idiot. Oh, also, yeah. Sherman is not an idiot. You look at the guy and you have a judgment about him, but if you don't know his background, Sherman mm-hmm. strategically talks. He's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, they asked Brady he, too the other day about going on Sherman's side. He says. I'm gonna throw to the open receiver. I don't care what side it's on. Mm-hmm. So take that for what's Sherman worth. Sherman is like, laughing yeah. at his chops right now. Yeah. Like Sherman is, he has the upper edge right now with this whole deflated sense. And Brady, you know, like you said, his interview was kind of shaky. He has a good marketing team, is what he has. <laughs> <laughs> it's his brother behind it. Richard Sherman's brother is all Probably. behind it. But uh, yeah, it was also. Uh, you know, they asked him about the last time they played. And, you know, I had a famous picture of Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman's in Tom Brady's ear at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And how Brady, it was a, Richard Sherman saying how Brady started and Brady saying, oh, well, you know, why, why would I say that? You know, I don't talk much on the field. Yes, he does. And they yeah. say that's all he does is run that's his mouth. That's all he does. And, yeah, you know, I believe Richard Sherman because I've seen him do Peyton it. Peyton Manning talks on, well, he talks on the sideline. Yeah. Peyton Manning yeah. go hard, but he go with his But Brady, I've seen Brady in the middle of games getting a defensive player's face, and mm-hmm. then there was a fight, had to break up on his old line and jump in. Brady talks a lot of trash. I, I know, know he does. I know. He looks like a little kid in his interviews. He don't want to do that with Sherman. I'm just telling because Sherman ain't going to stop. <laughs> he's like a little kid in his <laughs> interviews. <laughs> they, they, but that picture you talking about, who, Brady? Yeah, he's got a big old smile. And, Hi. Yeah, I'm, 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 but I like to see uh, athletes like that, though, still, still happy about what they do. Because the politics that come with the major league sports and all mm-hmm. that, um, but but there was a picture of, of Sherman and Brady, and the headline said, "You mad, bro?" Right. <laughs> that was funny mm-hmm. because then he asked, um, "Shoot, do he who he asked that? Um, was that Crabtree?" He had Crabtree. Was that the Crabtree yeah, situation? Yeah, I mean that's when it came. Oh. That's when it really just jumped out. Yeah. When the whole "You Mad Bro" situation. Yeah. yeah, and he made T-shirts, marketed T-shirts off of that. Well, if you if you <laughs> don't like Richard Sherman, you better have a good reason for not liking Richard Sherman. Not because he's not a seer, because he playing against your team, but he, yeah, respect he's, him he, as a yeah, player. He's no idiot. I say that he's no idiot. Trash talk coming yeah. around. Jer- I don't like. I mean, Jeremy Lane even said something about he said Gronkowski. Oh, he's just okay. Yeah, he's, he's not the spectacular. Yeah, but he don't have to worry about uh, Gronkowski. Oh, yes, he does. If, if he, no, I'm talking if, about the corner. Who's the corner? Jeremy Lane. He don't have to worry about Gronkowski. He might. On the goal line, probably. He might. Goal yeah. line, goal uh, line. nickel package, he might. Yeah. He's going to see him. I Especially guarantee little that. out routes, stuff like see, that. I don't like guys that talk. Like, no. I used to have that on yeah. my team. I don't like guys that talk that never have to cover the guy they talk about. <laughs> then I put a lot of pressure right. on 
Yeah. All the people. Can't talk about a guy over 1,200 yards right. in the tight end position. Who in the world would say Gronkowski's not good? <laughs> How average is not he good? Said he's just <laughs> okay. What he did after the injury. He said he wasn't good. He, he came back from okay. that injury, man. Okay is not good. <laughs> no. In the NFL, you you just okay. you just another guy. you a number. I, I never heard of Jeremy Lane until you made the comments, to right. be honest. So he should shut up six-rounder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wouldn't draft it. But, hey. Quarterly Sports Talk, we won't have to get out of here. It is a Friday. You guys be safe. If you know me, you got my number. If you got my number, give me a text. I'll tell you where I am. If not, be safe this weekend. We out. Thanks to Doug, uh, Little little Man Jake. You saw the movie Little Man Tate? Hey, once again, Jake. And I said Jason at the beginning of the show. See, you get names wrong all the time. All the time. All the time. He got to come to the show more. He looking like who's Jake? He looking like a Jake. He looking like who's Jason? Apologize, buddy. Hey, we out of here. Y'all have a safe weekend. Later. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.